You're listening to Watching Friends on the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find more great shows like this one, visit greenlitpodcasts.com. Hi, I'm Mark, and it's always Lesbian Lover Day. I'm Ryan, and I've passed the mucus plug. And welcome back to our new episode of Watching Friends. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we last recorded because uh, various things have been happened uh, between us. So I've been ill, so hopefully my voice holds out through through this. So yeah. apologise for any coughs or splutters or anything else that you hear from me. Slowly getting better. On the mend. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have you back. Mark. <laughs> uh, so how have you been, Ryan? Since it's been, it's literally been a couple of weeks since we last recorded. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to overshare. What am I going to share? Oh, well, I guess we just get straight to the podcast then. <laughs> you can overshare. <laughs> yeah, it's been a pretty pretty fun couple of weeks, to be fair. Um, the world's been uh, opening up again, I guess. Or at least I felt comfortable enough to go back into the world that's opened up. Uh, you and I went to a concert recently. Yep. Um, and it said, oh, when we went to a musical show. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. Saw a Bieber Doobie. Um, I think you're going to have to say that again one more time slowly. Bieber Doobie. Yeah. I keep saying it wrong. Siri says it correctly. The amount of times I'll ask Siri to play it, it'll be like, Bieber Doobie Doobie. And then Siri corrects me. I'm like, yes, Siri, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, but that was a very good show. Yeah, it was good. We had a, a unique experience when we left, didn't we? About a small, I thought small, a woman who was probably like 20, turned around and looked at me and was like, Ryan. Well, they say Ryan, she, was, <laughs> <laughs> she just looked at me and was like, who were you here to see? And I was like, oh, we came to see Bieber Doobie. And then she kind of looked at us up and down and looked at me and was like, Really? You don't know like you like her? And I'm like, no, I'm sure. you don't listen to metal? I was like, I do, not exclusively. And then she was a bit drunk and got dragged away. And at first I was like, that's so weird. Like, yeah. aren't the old metalheads meant to be like, shouldn't we be gatekeeping, not the other way around? But then, like you said, it, she didn't ask it in a, in a gatekeeping way, did no. she? It was very much just a, you don't look like everyone else in the room. No, well, everyone else looked pretty normal. I, I guess it's just your long hair, isn't it? I guess. Long so. hair and black just instantly just has a connotation i guess for certain people apparently my beard doesn't help apparently i look much more metal since i've had a beard yeah, yeah i'm like i don't really see it's, it it's quite a long beard so so no I need to trim yeah. and everything about me needs to trim to be fair <laughs> uh, everything well, no, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's let's move on yeah. uh so yeah we're we're back with uh the one with the birth so this should be quite an interesting one it's it's been a long time coming it has. I mean, it's been a long nine months to be fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't been doing this for nine months, thankfully. But yeah, from from the show, it does take a while for you know, Ross to get his child. It does. I think, especially given that because we all tend to binge Friends non-stop and you don't tend to watch Friends in seasons. Like, it's not very often I'll watch a TV show and be like, I've just finished season one. I'm just, especially on a streaming service like Netflix, mm. where you're like, next episode, next episode, next episode. Before you know it, you're in the middle of season four. Um it's weird to look at it kind of as a season, I guess. I, I do like the new thing on Netflix where it's like, uh, are you still watching this? And there's a button underneath now, which is like, I'm watching this. Don't ask me again. That's what it, sh- <laughs> it shouldn't ask. It's just shaming you. Yeah. Like, are you still sat there? like, it's technically for work. <laughs> it's, it's friends. I need to watch this. But yeah, you're right. We, you, you tend to just kind of zone out, I guess. Yeah. So the idea that it's taken basically nearly the entire season for Russ to have his child um, it's like, oh, this this seems to have taken longer than I thought it should have. <laughs> yeah. Well, the baby is now about to arrive. 
she's not here yet. She's not here. She's having my baby, and she's not here. I'm sure everything's fine. Has her water broken yet? I don't know. But when I spoke to her, she said she'd already passed the mucus plug. <laughs> do we have to know about that? Joy, what are you going to do when you have a baby? I'm going to be in the waiting room, handing out cigars. <laughs> yes, Joey's made arrangements to have his baby in a movie from the 50s. <laughs> I don't believe this. I mean, she could be giving birth in the cab. Oh, Ross, relax. It's probably only like $2 for the first contraction and then 50 cents each additional. <laughs> what, it's okay when Chandler does it? You have to pick your moments. Hi, did I miss it? Did I miss it? Oh, she's not even here yet. Oh, what's with the guitar? Well, I just thought we might be here for a while, so, you know, things might get musical. Shop. Give, wow, wow, I was wow. looking at stuffed animals and Susan wanted a chunky. Oh, Susan wanted a chunky. They're having a baby, okay? A baby. You don't stop for chunkies. I used to have that bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean. On TV, when you have, like, the pregnancy happening, there's always the, the common jokes, which are like, oh, the water's broken, and then someone's slipping in it yeah. and stuff, or the oozing and stuff. But, yeah, mucus plug, ugh. I've like, never heard of it. I considered Googling it. <laughs> I suggest you don't. I very much decided, no, no, I'll find out if I ever have a child. Yeah, any any time you use the word plug. Ugh, but I'm completely with Joey's facial. He's like, oh, just, no, don't need to know. Um, but, you know, I, I think Carol like, plays it pretty well. Like, you know, you can be pretty casual, but it isn't a case of, oh, no, the baby's coming quickly. Rush to hospital right away. Like, it is... As it is with Carol, like, ah, oh, just you can get there with some time to spare, not race down the motorway at 70 miles an hour. Not, no. al- not always. No. I fe- I, I've heard from friends, like, the second child comes fairly quickly. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's had a, a, a smoother path than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was born three months early via cesarean oh, wow. section. So my mum likes to joke occasionally when she's trying to guilt me from something. They're like, oh, I gave birth to you. And I'm like, you're unconscious. It doesn't count. <laughs> like, you can't claim by any points but yeah I guess it's it can be a long experience and I know with my sister labour was much more difficult and much longer um, like she didn't get to sleep for it I suppose but <laughs> but yeah, it, it doesn't I don't envy the task Like no I think as men this is the the one thing that we can be proud of not having to deal with yeah I think when it comes to like pregnancy and labour it's as often as I don't ever show up I think pregnancy is one of those things where men should just sit down and be quiet yeah. because we have no idea what it's like. We could never know what it was like. And it looks horrific. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like the, the chest burster scene from Alien. Isn't it? Like, oh, it's a natural, beautiful thing. And I'm like, it looks painful and yep. sticky and gross. And no. Well, like, have you ever watched like TV programs? Like, there was one with Jeremy Clarkson and the farm on Amazon Prime. I haven't seen it, but I know of it. Who, who don't sponsor us, but they probably should. <laughs> um, and he's having to like uh, give birth to all sorts of farm farm animals. It's, oh, everything about it just is gross. Yeah, just 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 oozing and mucus and slime and yellow things, and it's not beautiful looking. No, like if, if vegans want to turn other people vegan, forget showing us the animals being killed. <laughs> yeah. Show us them being born. Yeah, and I'm, like, I'm not eating that. <laughs> it's definitely going to put me off more than anything else. Because I, I have noticed, like in TV lately, that if they do have a, a baby being born, they are trying to like gross it up a little bit. They normally slather like some jelly on them or something. Whereas before, they used to come out perfectly clean. Yeah. 
and uh, hairy and like, <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah. like they're about 15 weeks well, old. Well, actually, I've I've seen like some children that have come out with like more hair than you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Like, Hello, casting department. <laughs> yeah. what, what are you doing? No, but this, it can happen. And some babies are bald and some have, you know, four years worth of hair somehow. But Just, This episode reminded me of a joke from... Bridget Jones's baby. Okay. Um, where Emma Thompson's in it and she plays like the doctor that's living with the baby. And they asked, like, oh, is the father going to be in the room when you give birth? And it's like, would you advise it? And Emma Thompson says, no. My husband was there and he said it was like watching his favourite pub burn down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the only time in that movie that I laughed. And I laughed for a good 15 minutes longer than it was probably appropriate. But it was essentially me, my ex, and a bunch of like women in the cinema watching this movie. I thought it was the only bloke in there. And I'm just absolutely cracking. It was, yeah, that's what it made me think of the whole time. I kept giggling <laughs> pub burn down. <laughs> it just made me laugh. I, th- I think Joey's got the right idea, you know, being in the waiting room, passing out cigars. Yep. I mean, I don't smoke, but I'd much rather do that than be in there getting screamed at, you did this to me! And, you know, yep. having my hand squeezed into to mush. Yeah. yeah. Just don't want it's, it's the same way on TV shows. They're like, oh, just give me an epidural. It's like, actually, no, that's quite invasive, invasive thing to do. Yeah, I didn't know that it's like an injection into your spine. It's an injection into your spine that numbs everything. It's not a, oh, you know, we'll just casually give you some, you know, painkiller relief. It is... A serious thing. Yeah, it just doesn't... Well, again, all of it sounds horrific. And then imagine trying to give birth and squeezing something out of something that you can't feel now. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Like, yeah, nothing about it sounds good, so... Uh, Russ returns, though. Flouncing. Yes. It's, all I could think was when he kind of ran back into the waiting room was, why is he flouncing? Well, like, I know he's supposed to be stressed and dishevelled and all this, but he's just arm movements are really camp and flouncy. Yeah. And I was just like, this man's having a baby. That's all I <laughs> Well, you know, he's worried that she could give birth in the cab. And okay, New York taxis are not known for their cleanliness, I guess. No, true. But they're known for lots of people giving birth in them for some reason. It's a bit of a cliche. So, so. expensive as well. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Maybe they're trained in it, you know? Um, I did like Rachel making a joke. She does, you know, she didn't have a Chandler joke again. She did, she did. But again, doesn't land. Like, it, uh, I thought the joke was quite funny. Yeah. But there's two, I think there's two things this show doesn't land. One... People don't accept jokes from Rachel in the group, it seems. And two, she kind of, her confidence in the joke dies as she's telling it. I'm assuming because the rest of the gang are looking at her like, oh my God, what an inappropriate time to make a joke. Yeah. But she doesn't stick with Whenever Chandler makes a joke, no matter how inappropriate, he just smashes the delivery. Yeah. So I think Rachel needs some lessons there. It's, it's partly the delivery and partly, you know, people expect it with Chandler, so it's fine. Yeah. You don't expect it from Rachel. Rachel shouldn't do that. But I liked it. It was a good joke, to be fair. Like, definitely. Uh, but then, you know, Phoebe arrives just uh, just before Carol does, and she's got her guitar over, because, of course... She's Phoebe's, yeah. Um, you know, imagine giving birth while Phoebe's music is playing. No, no, it's a good thing <laughs> babies come out crying, because... <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Just, oh, grim. I can't yeah. imagine, just like, I'm in pain, I'm sweaty, I'm messy, there's something forcing its way out of my uterus, and I've got to listen to Phoebe at the same time. I think it'd be hilarious. I think it'd, it'd push the baby back up there from the laughing. <laughs> I'd be putting the epidural in my ears. Just like, <laughs> Can't you numb me from the, like, the waist up? <laughs> like, Jesus. But, you know, they. it does turn out that uh, Carol and Susan have appeared, and they're late because they had to stop at a shop. Like, <clears throat> while I said earlier, you do have time. I don't know if you would stop some shops to get some candy or whatever. I mean, I suppose like they've got the advantage of 
they're with Carol. So if Carol's like, nah, it's fine. Let's, let's you know, if Carol's not stressed, yeah, pop in and get a snack or whatever. Whereas Ross is like the anxiety of he doesn't know where they are and he's panicking. Whereas if I was with the person giving birth and they're like, oh, dude, trust me, we've got time to get a KFC. I'd be like, all right, cool. I guess if you get to stay in the taxi, you should have to get out though. I thought I just went to the gift shop in the hospital so they got oh, out. And right. kind oh, of no, no. Yeah, that's fine because they're like right the doorway. Yeah, I don't think they stopped on, like, Fifth Avenue. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm thinking they stopped <laughs> off on the way somewhere and went inside, like, a supermarket or whatever. Can you imagine that? She's, I'm in the gym. Excuse me, do you mind if we get in? Because she's in labour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they're taken inside the hospital room and, you know, we start to wonder how much it costs to give birth uh, in an American hospital. Yeah, we've, I guess, watching a, a show set in America, we've discussed the American health system or lack thereof yeah. um, a lot. But again, because you do it so often, it's constantly my mum and I'm watching it when the gang visit a hospital. It, it's tens of thousands of dollars. Just easy, like like fifty thousand dollars easy. Blimey! Like it just no, just do it at home. <laughs> Squat in the bath. Like, <laughs> well, you could be like like one of those women who goes, I didn't even realise I was pregnant, and then it just popped out. Well, when I saw this crazy about like home births being a thing in America, where people are obsessed with it, like they, oh, what's the phrase? There's a phrase for like a woman who helps you give birth. It's like, I think it's like an old African tribal thing. Well, yeah, you, obviously you have, like, the, you have the midwife and um, not the birther. Whatever, they, there's some phrase that I think we've basically just appropriated yeah, yeah, yeah. and inaccurately applied to some middle-class white woman that thinks she's a hippie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's basically that. And I'm like, that sounds stupid. If it's going to cost you 50k to go to the hospital, I'll be like, nah, we've been doing it for, you know, thousands of years. I feel like I could do it at home. Well, technically, it's meant to be safer at home just because you're more comfortable, more in relaxed settings. Yeah. But then, you know, you you don't really have as many people on call to help you. Like, you obviously, you, you'll have a midwife there and some other people. But, you know, if you needed, like, emergency help... Yeah, you're betting on there being no complications. Like yeah, this. yeah. Although studies have shown that going into surgery, stressed, has a, it has a better chance of you surviving that surgery than going in relaxed. Oh, okay. So when you went, if you ever have surgery and someone says relax, don't <laughs> be stressed. There was some American university who did a study where they went basically to people having heart surgery, and half the group were basically played like relaxing music and told everyone was going to be fine and not to worry. And then they did had over half of the group which were basically like not given any special treatment and would hold the full risks and potential complications of their surgery. And then the survival rate was higher on the stressed people than it was on the, the relaxed people. Okay. That's good. Just that's fine. Good. That's so good someone says relax. Don't, no, I'm not relaxing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. Well, maybe it's your body's ready to fight. I guess if you're stressed, like it's aware. Yeah, just like play some Dark Souls before, <laughs> <laughs> before you go into surgery, and then you'd be stressed out, and you're all good. Well, a doctor enters, and uh, I think you put this in the brackets. Uh, a real one, Ross. I did, I did. <laughs> <laughs> which is true. Like Ross is not a doctor. Like technically he is, but. He's not a doctor, doctor. I mean, I can have a doctorate in anything, and I yeah. would be as bad as Ross, to be fair. Yeah. Between, like, the friendship group, like, if you were like, uh, Ryan, can you pass the milk? I'd be like, damn it, Mark, I'm a doctor. Well, just yeah. to annoy you. You're already a lord. Technically, I'm a lord, yes. <laughs> and, yeah, so we don't need lord, doctor. Lord, doc, or doc, 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 doctor, doctor. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't need that, do we? But I wouldn't do it around other people. Like, it wouldn't be something I'd force them. <laughs> To introduce me as it wouldn't be like oh can you please tell no kind of blind date like hello I'm Doctor Lord just, <laughs> like, no but in the group I would to be fair uh, but we have the doctor enter and then Susan tells the doctor you know her contractions are lasting for fifty four seconds mm-hmm. and then Ross leaps in to correct her shouting fifty nine quarts <laughs> ah and then Susan counts with ah Swiss quarts. 
Which, yeah, poor Ross. He just can't get a win, can he? When it comes to Susan. <laughs> oh, Susan doesn't make herself very likable, does she, by doing stuff like this? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because you've got the... You've got Rossi's kind of natural kind of animosity towards Susan mm. because she stole his wife. Um, as he still sees it. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, I guess, Susan being like, I guess part of us like, yeah, I am kind of responsible for all of this man's sadness. But at the same time, I feel like enough time has passed now that Ross should have got over it. I don't know. It's still nine months, right? And now she's having his baby. He, he has a lot going on. I, f- I think that's fair for him. Yes. I think Susan, I like Susan at this point. Um, mostly because I like all of her witty comebacks yes. to Russ. It makes me want to hang out with her because I think she's funny. Um, at times, I think she's really out of line with how kind of harsh she is to Russ in certain situations. Yeah, she needs to be more understanding. Yeah, but in this episode, to be fair, she's pretty much and with her all the way for the most part. Although I don't understand how Swiss quartz is better than quartz, but that, I, I assume that's a thing back in the 90s where, you know, having a Swiss, Swiss watch was seen as better than... Yes, because... In theory, they, the Swiss have a great reputation for, for making watches. Like, all the best clocks and watches in the world were Swiss. So it's kind of like... So technically, I guess it's something to do with the quartz. It's the fact that, you know, they're both got quartz watches. Just hers made in Switzerland, so it's better. But Whereas now they're all made in China and have Apple symbols on them. <laughs> yeah, I say, my watch is a digital watch, so it's just like, <laughs> fair. Yeah, you, you, yeah it's, uh, it's got some great, great microchips in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Well, you just... Who cares about, the, like, the time? As well. It's weird. The time isn't something I really look at anymore. No, like my my day is so kind of planned out anyway that I just kind of float from part to part without even like. Oh no! Remember the last time I thought, hmm, what's the time? No, it's weird. Whereas I remember a kid. I remember being like, I haven't got my watch today. My battery's dead. Ah, and I'd freak out that I didn't know what the time was. But it was dumb, so I had nothing to do because I was a kid. Whereas now you are not aware of the time, but have lots to do. Maybe I don't want to be. That's why. Maybe <laughs> yeah. now I'm just like, oh no! If I know what time it is, I know how little time I've got to get yeah. everything done. So we'll just pretend time doesn't exist. <laughs> And hope it all works out. Uh, Ross and Susan then sprint out the room to get some ice chips. You ever had ice chips? Uh, no, I've had ice cubes in drinks. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, ba- it's basically just a long, <laughs> long ice cube, right? But then you crunch it. Yeah, okay. It's 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 basically I give, it, it gives your like mouth something to do and eat, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not food, so it's. Well, the doctor says that she's allowed ice chips, but no water. And I was trying to work out, okay, so how much water is contained in the ice chip? Well, it's, it's, it it's to stop you, like, drinking gallons of it, right? I guess. But if you're thirsty, like, why can't you have a drink? Because you're about to squeeze a baby out, and your bladder is where the baby is as well. You don't really want to have a full bladder while squeezing yep. a baby out. Point taken. Yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> ice chips it is. <laughs> As they sneak out, Rachel sneaks in yes. with some ice chips. <laughs> yeah. Which is very sweet of Rachel. Oh, yeah, she, she thought ahead of time. She's like, clearly Rachel's been around people who've had babies before. This yeah. isn't new to Rachel. Um, whereas I feel like the rest of the gang are just kind of like, babies, it's like, new. It's, it's weird when you've got a thing that some pregnancies can go on for a day or two, and you're like, you can't eat. And there's your, your husband or your boyfriend, and he can stuff his face. <laughs> Silly, you know? Yep. It's, it, it is weird. It makes sense, but at the same time, it's still a bit odd. I'm um, going to be the worst partner in the world if I ever get to the point where I have a kid. <laughs> Because, A, we need to make sure the child's not born during the playoffs. So we're going to have to plan the conception. And I would be, like, sat there eating peri-peri chicken and having a beer while they're, you know, not allowed to do anything. (laughs) 
you know, they will be looking at uh, your girlfriend going, uh, is he the father? She'll be like, no. <laughs> Why is he sitting there? <laughs> like, well, it's not my fault that I'm a man. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't eat the chicken in front of her. I wouldn't just like take a takeout and sit in the room and be like, you're right, love, how's that ice chips going? I got some pear pear chicken. <laughs> so you need to be careful with your uh, nacho finger, uh, not nacho, na- Nando's fingers. You don't get spicy finger sauce anywhere else, right? Jesus Christ. Just ruining both the birth of my future child and Pobro Chicken yeah. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Monica and Chandler, they are still around and they're in the waiting room. And Monica comments that, you know, she wants a baby. And Monica's 25 at this point. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. She might want a kid. I think, it's, I think it is one of those things where in your 20s, you're like, I want a child. And what you actually mean is, I want that child because it's like being fun and it's at the playground and it's happy, but I want to give it back as soon as I'm like bored with it. Yes. And I think that's where Monica is at this stage in her life. Well, I, I get that it's like a big, it's a big life stage thing of like, oh, look, I'm six. Well, my life is going well. Like in the game of life, you know, yeah. you've got a job and a house and they got a baby. And it's like, okay. Um, because having a baby is quite a commitment. You can't, it's not like buying a car or a games console or TV or whatever. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a baby next week. I think it's a biological thing. Like the amount of times where like, I've visited friends or relatives that have had like newborn babies with partners, and then like, I've been like holding the baby and like talking to it and stuff, which you shouldn't do because it's pointless. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not pointless. But go on. <laughs> and like, like we've left it, and they've been like, "Oh, my ovaries are going to explode when you are holding the baby." And like, it's just this is like weird hormonal thing where they're like, you know, it's natural to want to yes. continue the species. So women are like, "Oh, the man's got a baby. It's adorable," and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. And then you 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 put in the notes like it makes uh, this a, this a little bit sad knowing the issues the pair will run into later. Because obviously, when if you're this is your first time through friends, you're like, oh okay, she wants a baby. Fair enough. There's all the babies around. She's broody, whatever. And obviously, we know as uh, friend veterans that there are a ten seasons, <laughs> b <laughs> that they're obviously not going to be able to conceive. No, and I think this is something that we'll get into very shortly with. Probably our next clip that will come up in a little bit. Um, but, you know, a sleepy channel responds with, not tonight, honey, I've got an early day tomorrow. I, and I do love how, even in the early seasons, Chandler and Monica kind of have this weird flirtiness going on. It's not a relationship flirtiness. It, it is like friends. Yeah, there's, there's a closeness there that I don't know I picked up on the first time watching Friends. Hmm. I think I just saw the group as, oh, they're the group, and then Ross fancies Rachel. Whereas watching it back, I am like, wait, there's definitely something there that the two don't share with the rest of the gang. Well, it's like when you see one of the flashback episodes and they're at the place before it's Central Perks and there's a, a pool table there and stuff. And you can see, oh, they used to be friends that would hang out and play pool together. Yeah. And like this this has hints of, of that sort of going on. And I, I like that. It's just like two friends that are kind of comfortable enough to kind of say silly things to each other with no meaning behind it. Yeah, no one's getting upset. And no. again, it's Chandler making a joke. Um, like we're like four minutes in the episode at this point and Chandler's already killing it he's like three awesome jokes so far and I'm like this is a good episode for Chandler I can feel it it's going to be good <laughs> we then find Joey uh, watching basketball it's not hockey but it's good use of the waiting time it is so if you're going to have to wait around you at least watch some sports oh, I couldn't do that you wouldn't you'd no. be like oh it's like Nintendo Life or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just put friends on like, that's all I care about right? what sports are on it reminds me of when this is what I always think now when I see basketball on TV is a friend and I went to New York before the pandemic and we were sat I wanted to have like that cliche New York bar experience because in Britain we have bars but they're mostly 
rubbish. Yeah. And then you have pubs. And the dynamic between the two is very different. And bars are kind of weird and... I don't know. It's hard to explain how bars, what bars are like in the UK, but there's no... Yeah, you have, like, the old man pubs, which are just a lot of old men drinking silently. And then you have, like, the, the pub restaurants, but that's, like, groups of people there for food and drinking. Yeah, bars in the UK, I guess, would be the place you go before you go on a night out. Yeah. Whereas the pub is a social gathering. So we'd all meet at the pub, have a couple of points and go home. Like, it's not necessarily the start to something. Whereas to me, bars always feel like the start of a night yes. out. Um Whereas in America, they seem like they've kind of taken the two and smushed them together. Yep. And I wanted that, like, cliche New York bar experience. So I dragged my friend to the pub. And we've sat down at the bar and there's some basketball on. And I'm just sat around. We'd been to a hockey game the night before. Uh, and I looked up the TV. I hopped with a beer in my hand. And I just went, it's barely even a real sport. Just, like, commenting out loud. And then this American bloke, like, two stores today and was like, hey, watch your mouth. You're in America now. <laughs> but he was really friendly. Yeah. And then we just kind of got chatting and hit it off, um, discussing, you know, Britain and sports and hockey and stuff. But that's always what basketball reminds me of now. Just this one bloke telling me off for insulting basketball <laughs> in a bar. But it was a, it was a fun night. Well, to, to carry on, I guess, that theme, Joey meets up with a, a pregnant lady who uh, then has a, a few bad words to say about the Knicks. I mean, so, so pretty relatable. They do. Well, I don't know if they still suck. They definitely sucked at the time. Right. Um, I don't like basketball, so I wouldn't <laughs> really know. But she does. But he's about to turn around for some sports banter and notice that she's heavily pregnant. Yep. Which is a phrase, an odd phrase, because it basically just means really big. It's like, <laughs> yes. like, it's like heavily pregnant. You're about to birth. It's not a small bump. It's a big bump. Yeah. Um, this is why I went to Google the actress's name. Okay. Because she's in a show called King of Queens. Yes. With the man who plays Paul Blart Cup. Yeah. I'm clearly failing at IMDb <laughs> today. Um, but I think she's a fantastic actress. She always plays basically the exact time, exact same character. She's basically the same, like, aggressive, mouthy yeah. woman. But she's fantastic. I love her in anything she's in. Okay, cool. um, so I'm always happy when this episode of Friends pops on. Uh, but her contractions start mid-sports banter. And then Joey leaps up to try and help her. He does. He does. And we've had conversations about who is the best friend and who is the nicest friend. And you always root for Joey. Yeah. And I've always been hesitant to agree. And at, at this episode, I was kind of like, mm, Mark could be right. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, he's met just random woman and he's, you know, he's trying to get involved and just help out, right? <laughs> is, is it him being nice or is it Joey not knowing what to do in a situation like this? Well, I feel like it, even if he doesn't know what to do, Joey's instinct is still help. Yeah. He's not just, oh, let's go find someone else who can do this. It's what can I do right in the moment? And it makes Joey seem really sweet. Yeah, I, f I think that's correct. Well, back in the waiting room and Phoebe is playing her song about babies and some randoms. I quite like it. I, just, I mean, it's an awful song. It is. <laughs> I mean, like her songs are great, though. Her songs like Weird, Weird Al songs. Well, they're, they're, they are just comedy songs. Yeah. Well, it's the, you know, you're in a maternity ward waiting room and she's singing about how your kids are going to grow up to resent you. Very reflective <laughs> yes. of the, the childhood she had, I suppose, where it wasn't, it wasn't like in you know, all happy families. No. Um, but it's just like, don't tell them that, Phoebe. Like, they're all excited. <laughs> <laughs> like, just ruin the vibe. Uh, then a family with twins, a will pass, and Monica uh, yearns for a baby again, and Chandler makes her an offer she shouldn't be able to refuse. Tiny and chubby and so sweet to touch Soon they'll grow up and resent you so much Now they're yelling at you and you don't know why You cry and you 
cry and you cry and you cry and you cry and you cry. Thanks, Ross. Yeah, I'm paying you to stop. Okay. okay. Oh, look, twins. My guys. Oh, cute, cute. No fair. I don't even have one. How come they get two? You'll get one. Oh, yeah? When? All right, I'll tell you what. When we're 40, if neither of us are married, what do you say you and I get together and have one? Why won't I be married when I'm 40? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I just meant hypothetically. Okay, hypothetically, why won't I be married when I'm 40? No, no, no. No, I... no, what is it? Seriously, is there something fundamentally unmarriable about me? Uh, uh... Well? Dear God, this, this parachute is a knapsack. <laughs> so, when you was younger at school, did you ever uh, have this pact with anyone? I think I've made about 15 of these packs <laughs> over the years. So at some point I'm going to hit 40 and have a very busy, busy year. I was going to say, you're, you're heading towards 40 right now. Surely you should, you know, stop messaging those girls from... Uh, from school. Not just school, work. <laughs> oh, Especially okay. work people. Uh, oh, okay, that's, that's been... pretty bad. At least you know them a bit more recently. But there's going to be like a line, like, do I get to pick? Are they all going to be mad when they all turn up and there's like eight <laughs> women at the chapel? And I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to marry you all now. I made that pact <laughs> yeah. several times. Or do I get to pick one and be like, actually, we'll have that one. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone makes this pack seriously. No. It's, it's just a stupid idea. But Yeah, it's, it's never going to happen. Like, if you were going to get together, you would get together, right? But it's, it's still kind of like a fun thing to do, for Chandler at least. It is. It's, well, I, I, what I like about this is that it's just the difference in male and female psychology. Yeah. Whereas Chandler's been around and I'm like, I'll make a nice gesture. Yeah. Whereas all the female psychology has heard is, why wouldn't I be married? And it's like, no, <laughs> yeah. I didn't say you wouldn't. Oh, God. And you just, just stop digging Chandler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you can't get out of here, can you? He's <laughs> <laughs> just in a hole. I mean, she might not be married when she's 40. It might be a life choice, right? I'm not married. No. Not for lack... Well, actually, I said lack of trying. I've never proposed, so it's, <laughs> yeah, it is lack of trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no. Uh, Rachel then returns and is all dressed up for the doctor because, you know, sexy doctors. Which... Okay, she's got a type. Uh, Chandler asks her if, if her dad's a doctor. And I was like, <laughs> hey, I feel like it's weird he doesn't know this by now. She's been around for at least nine months. Yeah. But surely it would have come up at some point. You know, like when she's talking about yeah, being a yeah. shoe, I'd be like, well, tell me about it. Like, I just imagine it would have came up in conversation. Well, especially as he's got money as well. He like, must do something where yeah, he like, earns it, right? What's your dad doing that you can afford to yeah. just pay your credit card all the yeah. time? Um, but she obviously admits that her dad is a doctor. And this is like, look, from Chandler to like Phoebe and Monica, like, mm, daddy issues. And it's like, oh, but he never gets revisited. And it's like this really brief moment in the episode. And it's the only part of the episode that strikes me as odd. Yeah. I was just a bit like, oh, okay, this is a weird... Implied inference to make, I guess, or implication to make. Potentially. But then Rachel just goes through the door and tries to feign that, oh, the, the doctor needs to be around to help Carol. Yes. But really, she just wants to hit on him. Exactly. Which is so inappropriate. You can't hit on people at work. No, no, especially not in a hospital, right? No. I mean, just in general. Like, I wouldn't like to be hit on at work. Do you not? No, a customer said to me the other day, can I just say without flirting that you've got very pretty eyes? And my brain went... Why say it without flying? But because, <laughs> <laughs> because I was at work and I, had to be, I thought, no, it's not worth the joke. So I just went, thank you. And then carried on doing my job. Um, but it just, I guess because I'm not sensitive, it didn't upset me. Yeah. I just found it more funny than anything. But at the same time, I'm like, that was polite 
I can I've I've been in more situations at work where mostly it's been men who've hit on female colleagues mm. and they've been really like pushy or inappropriate about it. Yeah. And I'm just like, why she's at work, leave her alone. Uh, I guess you can't be as defensive when you're at work because you have like an image to uphold. Yeah, like a professional courtesy yeah. that stops you just telling them to bugger off. Yeah, pretty much. Uh we've then got um Joey, you know, tucking the, the lady into her hospital bed while she's on the phone to her mother. Yes, and we uh, never find out this woman's name. No. So I just nicknamed her Celtics. Celtics lady. Because she talks, she likes the Boston Celtics, she tells okay. Joey. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to call her Celtics. And, you know, her mum's, like, asking, like, where's the father? Why is the father not there? And I think that's fair. Um, I guess, because well, you don't, I mean, you don't know the context. No. So I assume that they were dating or he's, he's in her life in general. Because it's silly her mum's like, well, why isn't he there? Like, we, we don't know, do we? Like, you don't know if he's having a relationship with someone and he's just not there. Or if they're not in a relationship or what. So I, I think that, I assume from this and from what, where it later goes is that, yes, he is around. They are in a relationship, but maybe... Not the smoothest of them. No, 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 exactly. Um, the mother then wants to, to find out about this Joey. You know, who is he? You know, is he single? What's he doing? Uh, what's his job? He's an actor. The line goes dead. Now, at this point, I don't know if she's like, acting's a terrible job. I don't need to speak to him anymore. Or... Kaching, he must be rich. She can deal with it. I think it's the oh my god, she can't date an actor. Hang up the phone because it's one of the actors. One of those jobs where, like, if someone tells you they're an actor, but you've not already heard of them, you just assume that they're not very good. I don't know. Someone told me there was an actor. I'd be like, oh, that sounds really good, and then they'll tell me, oh, I've done nothing, and then you're like, oh, I was thinking Hollywood superstar. To me, it's it's a weird thing of how people view success in certain industries. So if you like, if it's anything creative, like acting, singing, writing, whatever, if you tell people that you have, that's your job, they immediately expect you to, if you, unless you're a giant superstar, essentially, they've heard of something you've done, they kind of look at you as like, oh, you're not very successful. And it's like, well, no, you're getting to do it as a job. So you may only have small parts in small TV shows or movies. Like, I guess a good example in the UK would be like soap actors. Yeah. Um, there are actors who've been in a soap for like 25, 30, 40 years. And I guess to the to mainstream audience, you'd be like, that's not a very successful career. But at the same time, they've consistently had a job for four years in a very difficult industry. Yep. So to me, I'd be like, badass career, because yep. you've, you've successfully done your passion for 40 years. Oh. Not like they've had to drop off and then do another job. I don't know, work retail or whatever. No, I don't think work in retail before people <laughs> write in and chat at me. But you know what I mean? They've not had to take breaks from their passion. They've successfully managed to do it as a career for years. Yeah, exactly. But I think she take them, I think... Celtic's mum takes it as, oh, unreliable career, and then that's not stable. Maybe it's an American thing as well, because everyone is an actor that goes off to Hollywood, right? Yeah, especially if you're in LA or New York. You're like, oh, of course you yeah. are. It's like... uh, then Joey and the, the lady, or Celtic's lady, uh, get into a brief spat about where the father is before Joey leaves. Um, but then he storms back in, you know, to give a grief about Boston. Which, yeah, just <laughs> makes me... It's like... Uh, but then we actually return to the, the actual focus of the episode. And the bit I'm the least interested in. Oh. Like, so you're least interested in Carol and the baby? Only because, I mean, I mentioned this later on, I'll probably repeat myself later on the episode, but I'm so, I'm so invested in Joey and Celtic's lady getting together hmm. that all my kind of focus for this episode is why isn't this a thing? It needs to happen. Joey deserves it. She could be the one. Oh, I don't see that at all. And I, I'm like, no. So I don't care. Like, we get back to the baby, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, have a baby, whatever. <laughs> like, 
That was just the uh, the old online internet conspiracy theory that eventually Russ loses custody of Ben <laughs> yes. and we never see him again. And I'm like, no one cares. We know where that goes. But I want, I want to see what would have happened. Like, what if Joey and Celtics Lady got together? You, you think that should have been the premise of of his show, Joey? He meets a woman who already has a kid with a different father, and he has to look after this new child and woman in I mean, his life. I'm not saying the Joey series was bad, but if he'd have started out in Celtics Lady and trying to have been a stepdad to this kid, that may have been more interesting. <laughs> And it would have had a nice, you know, link to the actual show. More than just, oh, here's Joey again. <laughs> I would love to see how the intro did that. <laughs> just, just like, you know, you can imagine the theme song now. If like, Joey walked into hospital, met a woman, she's already pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Nine years later, they met yeah, again. <laughs> yeah. It could have worked. <laughs> it could have done I, it. I just think that as a couple, they have a great dynamic in chemistry. Even though they're not a couple, I would have liked to see them together more. Oh, I, yeah, I don't like it. It's just they're... There's too much aggression going on. Maybe it's just our different taste in women. I quite like loud, <laughs> forthright women. So <laughs> I'm like, yes, I like her. She likes sports and she's got an opinion. Oh, talking about loud, forthright women, <laughs> we're going to listen to two of them argue now. Breathe. 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 You're going to kill me! <laughs> 15 more seconds. 14. 13, 12, Countdown, 11. Countdown, sir. It's going to be okay. Just remember, we're doing it for Jordy. Just keep focusing on Jordy. Who the hell is Jordy? <laughs> Your son. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't have a son named Jordy. We all agreed my son's name is Jamie. Well, Jamie was the name of Susan's first girlfriend, so we went back to Jordy. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean, back to Jordy? We never landed on Jordy. We, did, we, did, we just passed by it during the whole Jesse, Cody, Dylan fiasco. <laughs> Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm doing it. Hey, you get to sleep with her, I get the cramps. Oh, oh my God. No, you don't. All right, that is it. I want both of you out. What? You start, no, you, you start. Did, oh, I, I don't care. I'm trying to get a person out of my body here, and you're not making it any easier. Oh, now go. Thanks a lot. See what you did? Yeah. Listen. Out. <laughs> Breathe. 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 Oh no. Ooh. What is that? Something exploded. It's just a water breaking. Calm down, will you? Water breaking? What do you mean? What what's that? Water breaking. Breathe. 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 Yeah, having someone shout at you to breathe. Or well, same way when, you know, you've hurt yourself and people are like, relax, calm down. It's like no, stop shouting these things at me. Yeah, it doesn't help. No. Uh, the way the, you know, Ross and Susan have to, to both get in there. Yeah, that would get, I'm, I'm amazed Carol hasn't gone insane. Because <laughs> no. it would get super old super uh, quickly. At the same time, they're talking about names again, and they've clearly not kept Ross involved in this. No, at all. Which, which is really unfair on him. So, Plus, uh, th- this is where I cut him some slack. I was like... Geordie. Have I ever met any Geordies? Well, they're always stupid names, aren't they? And like these TV shows. Well, I mean, it's a very American name. I guess so, but. In my head, at least. Like there, there are certain like American names that you hear a lot of, like Buffy or Britney or whatever. And then there's others where you're just like, I've never heard of that name before. No. In fact, I've only ever met one Geordie, and she was lovely. But that's beside, that's beside the point. But yeah, I'm thinking, like, have I met a Jordy? Yeah, I met one Jordy and she's lovely. So. But that, that would be a different version compared to the male. Yes, in many ways, maybe so. male Geordies are just, you know, yep. universally bad people. Uh, we're, then, we're then back with uh, the, the Celtics lady and Joey. We are. 
And there's a midwife who looks very familiar. She does. She looks, uh, she looks a lot better put together than she normally does when we see her. But uh, it's actually Estelle. It is. Joey's agent. Which I always like it when TV shows reuse actors. I don't. Yeah. Friends does it an awful lot. Where they're just like, here's the same actor playing a different part and no one has noticed. To me, it, it's one of two things. It's either, oh, they must really get on with like the kind of production team and they're giving them work when they can and that's cool. Or I'm like, oh, the casting agent's their best mate, and this is probably unfair. <laughs> like, like, Estelle is already established at this point, mm-hmm. and Joey is going to meet Estelle as well. So, like, if it was Chandler meeting her, fine, you could get away with it. They, they never interact. Yeah, but she's made up very differently. Like, Estelle's, you know, like, blonde wig and cigarettes and awful makeup and useless. And this midwife is, you know, red hair and forthright and competent. That's true, but I, I still don't like it. Different actors, please. <laughs> just, just, right. it, take, it takes me out of the illusions You're like that's that woman <laughs> yeah. how can there be two of her <laughs> yeah. maybe Estelle's got a twin maybe maybe there's a whole episode of you know an alternate sitcom where someone mistakes Estelle for her midwife sister okay could happen <laughs> <laughs> oh should we, should we add it to the, the fan database of conspiracy theories why not? Ross loses custody <laughs> and Estelle's got a twin this whole yeah. time. And this, when Estelle passes away, it's actually a twin murderer. Okay. Look at four. There we go. <laughs> Coming soon. Uh, then Phoebe encounters Ross and Susan arguing in the hallway and uh, drags them just into a closet. This great little pastry shop right by my hotel. There you go, dude. Come on, Lydia, you can do it. Push, push him out, push him out, harder, harder. Push him out, push him out, way out. Let's get that ball and really move. Hey, hey, ho, ho, let's get. I was just. Yeah, okay. Push, push, push. What are you gonna do? Suck the door open? Help! 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 They found their bodies the very next day. They found their bodies the very next day. Oh, come on. Her songs are not that bad. They're quite funny. (laughs) I don't understand why there isn't a joke about Susan being back in the closet in this scene. Maybe because it's just low-hanging fruit, I don't yeah. know. It was too obvious. But I was like, I'd have made that joke there. <laughs> if Chandler was in that closet, he'd have he, made the he joke. He'd have made the joke, yeah. yep. And yeah, who makes a closet door that locks you inside it? I, mean, I assumed it was broken, but... Maybe, but the janitor had used it before. But yeah, you've got to be careful with stuff like that. I mean, I've never knocked a door in or kicked a door in. Not successfully, anyway. Um, but this still looks flimsy. How Ross doesn't manage to knock it in, I don't know. One of my rational fears has always been uh, being locked inside. You know one of those giant meat freezers? Yes. <laughs> just just because I've seen enough TV shows and films where they're like, they go inside and it's like, 
There's no handle on the inside because why would anyone be inside? It's such a stupid design flaw, to be fair. Like, why wouldn't you put a handle on the I inside? Sh- well, I assume they do, but... I mean, those doors make sense, though. It's a giant, like, what, half-thick steel door yeah. that's designed to, you know, it's a refrigerator, it's a heavy-duty door. This is a flimsy closet in a hospital. Surely you could have you could have got up through it. I, I feel like, yeah, well, it is Ross. <laughs> Maybe Susan could have got through it. Yeah, fair. But, well, but yeah, none of them try and, you know, give it a bit of a kick or anything. Rush tries once and then falls into a mop bucket and gives <laughs> up. And it's like, no wonder she left you, Rush. Yeah. <laughs> but still, what I do like is that Joey's trying to help Celtic's lady with, you know, pushing, yep. and he starts a sports chant. I which, could imagine you doing that now. Yeah. I want to be there to join in. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's a decent chant. Most American sports chants are awful. They don't know how to chant as a nation. Oh, okay. Like it's always like let's go defense. Like the the standard American football chant would have been let's push baby out. <laughs> let's push baby. Well, it would have been just boring. I I guess it's slightly better than our racist football chants. Well, yeah, obviously the race, <laughs> but in you know our non-offensive football chants are quite creative, and yeah. you know they'll be based on songs. And there's new ones every week. Um, I was at St Andrews the other day, and all of the Blues fans were shoved into the Tilton and. So like I'm not one of them. We were all in the tilt and end because repairs on our stadium aren't finished. So we all had to be in one section. So a chant kicked off of blues are going up, going up. The stands are falling down, falling down. And it was just that over and over again. <laughs> and it was hilarious. And everyone was having a good giggle the first time it was, like said. Um, it was a great day. Troy Deeney made his debut. Didn't score, but we won 2-0. It's good times. But it was it's it's fun. Whereas uh, when Joey started this chant that had more than you know four syllables in it, I was like, yes, Joey, get him with a yeah. decent football chant. I would find that quite useful. <laughs> I feel like most women wouldn't. No, probably not. Just, just like, no, just shut up, leave me alone, and let me concentrate <laughs> on what I'm trying to do. Uh, and with that, I think it's time for us to have a quick advert break. Welcome to Casual Magic, the show where we explore the fun side of Magic the Other. I'm your host, Shivam Putt, and each week we delve into everything from casual formats to explorations of creatures and card types to interviews with designers of the game. At Casual Magic, we believe that it just isn't magic without the gathering. Come along and play! On the Hardcore Gaming 101 podcast, we ask the tough questions. Killing a Rayman, whatever that may be, is that really so bad? Like, no, is he I even alive? Like, do we know? <laughs> he I, I, he, he might have any like desires, it. Cal? Does he have any dreams? We're ranking the top games of all time, and it's not a task we take lightly. There are three Battletoads, Drash, Zitz, and Pimple. Uh, they're all skin problems, get it? Two of them are the same skin problem. This has always bothered me. <laughs> Zitz, Rash, and Eczema. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, <laughs> even that makes more sense. Hardcore Gaming 101, twice a week, every week. Subscribe at greenlitpodcast.com. And we're back, and Monica is on the phone to Judy, and of course this is, you know, going to end in tears. Yep, of course. It dawned on me watching this, though, we've touched on it a little bit already, that I'm not probably not going to have a kid when I'm 40. Given that I'm 35 now and single, I'm Monica's worst nightmare. So, you've done the Rachel thing, I guess. It's like, right, I want to... You know, be together with someone for at least two years, have a two-year engagement, then the wedding, and then maybe like a year after the wedding, we will like have the pregnancy, and a year after that, it's like no, like you got five years. Yeah, but even even if you look at like things like one at a time, so I meet someone, I ain't gonna propose in the first six months, potentially. I don't right. know, but let's just let's assume logic is out. Meet someone, we date for a year, eighteen months, whatever. Then I propose. 
then because weddings are expensive, we have to save for the wedding, yada, yada, yada. Not that I really want a big fancy wedding, but still. And then that, that puts us into three years. Then, you know, you're not going to have a kid straight away. What's that about? You know, you're just getting over the honeymoon and the yeah, we're married, woo, whatever, sorting out the house. And then, bam, I'm going to hit 40. And at the very, in my brain, even the closest timings, I'll be a dad for the first time at 40. Or I could go out at the weekend, get drunk, knock someone up and be married in the next six months. But <laughs> I was going to say, it's going to be funny in five years' time where you're going, my kid is three years old now. <laughs> I've just got kids everywhere. Yeah. You can see him trying to steal the microphone during the podcast. So, you know, if, if you're listening to this long into the future, maybe uh, skip ahead five years and see if Brian, <laughs> if Brian has a kid yet or not. <laughs> we'll have a special episode. Yeah. Like, it's happened, folks. <laughs> Some, someone met Ryan and wanted to be with him. Oh, tragic. Um, <laughs> maybe it's one of these proposals that we're going to get sent into the show. You think? It could happen. You never know. I guess, I guess it could. So, you know, ladies and men, I guess perhaps... Uh, get get those proposals in. You know, Ryan is yeah, is we can adopt. Is, is is ready and waiting for. Well, dating's difficult. It is. It goes, you know, and obviously Rachel's trying to get a date out of this doctor. Hang on, I was, I was going to say. So a lot of a lot of people become like musicians and guitarists to meet women. It was your idea to have a a friends podcast and hope that somehow you could meet women that way. I mean, if I ever had an idea of how to meet women, I'd probably been better at it by now. <laughs> yeah. it just it just kind of happens. It's like weather. It just it just sort of like I'm alive and then oh look, it's raining. Oh, and there's a woman around. I I, I hope you meet your next partner via this podcast. I think I think it'd be funny going back and listening to it all. To be fair, if you've managed to put up at this point with like 20 odd hours of me going on tangents and prattling on, probably bodes well that you'd survive at least a weekend with me. Okay, Chandler. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, tell me, are you currently involved with anyone? No. No, not at the moment. No, I'm not. No. (laughs) Are are you? No, no. It's hard enough to get women to go out with me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I've heard that about cute doctors. (laughs) No, no, really. I, I suppose it's because I spend so much time, you know, where I do. Oh. Hmm. I try not to let work affect my personal life, but it's hard. When, when you do what I do, it's like a... Well, for instance, what do you do? I'm a waitress. Okay, all right. Well, aren't there times when you come home at the end of the day and you're just like... If I see one more cup of coffee. I like how this starts us out like self-deprecating. Like, you know, I, I you know, just can't meet women, you know? And then it turns out I don't really want to meet women because I, I see enough of them all day, every day. I don't want to look at any more vaginas. <laughs> which, I don't know. I'm kind of like either... I, don't, I mean, I'm going to like be more professional. Like when you're at work, be at work. Focus on, you know, your job, not the actual vagina in front of you. I, I guess, but I, I get this. So anyone who's done their, like, passion or hobby as a job realises very quickly that you lose that passion or hobby because it becomes a job, right? Fair. So I could I could potentially see it, like, you would lose some attractiveness to, to women if you were just seeing women naked all the time in... not a Not a flattering scenario, I guess. I guess, I suppose. I don't. I mean, you, you don't really want to be reminded of work when you're at home. That depends. Like, if my work <laughs> is work and my hobby looks like Rachel, yeah, I feel like I'll be okay. 
Maybe. If maybe. anything, I would probably like if women didn't want to date like an OBGYN hmm. because they were self conscious, like how does their vaginal region compare to the 17 you store today? Yeah. Maybe that would make sense. You'd be like, no, is mine gross? I don't know. Is it attractive? Have I got a good one? Like, what constitutes a good one? That's what would yeah. go from my mind. Yeah. I wouldn't, if I was someone, I'm like, well, you know, there's a difference between, you know, work and pleasure. <laughs> Trust me, we delicate phrases <laughs> here. But, you know, that your job's your job. You go home, you have fun. It is, but I, I I understand where he's coming from. Like, you know, you you've got to be in a different mindset and mood, haven't you? I mean, maybe he's just been with really like boring partners who you know don't have any romance or like seduction techniques, where he's just kind of thinking, like, "Hello, like, what? Like, how <laughs> put, is, a, put a baby like, in me? Is there no Barry White on? Like, what's, <laughs> what's happening? Like, does he just get home and she's just lying there? Like, this is my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I I get it for some of these jobs. So, like, police officers, firemen. Uh, ambulance doctors etc right there is some stuff where you go home and you can't stop thinking about work so like let's say you're a police that officer creepy no. gynecologist. <laughs> well no uh, the way i mean is like let's say you're you know in a seen like a road traffic collision right yeah and you've seen you know death and horribleness and whatever when you you know punch out 6 p.m you don't go right let's go and play some video games and get some beer and some pizza and i'm gonna have a great evening like that's gonna play on your mind for a long time right yeah and okay this is not the uh, quite the same situation but surely there's going to be a lot of this where you know, he his job is to spend a lot of time down there as his job so the last thing he probably wants to do is spend more time doing something which feels like his job in a way i think if an evening alone with a partner feels like work you're doing one of the two things wrong i don't yeah i don't think it would feel like work i think it would just remind you of things too much no i'm entirely not with the doctor on this one <laughs> at all okay. i'm like there's the work vagina and then there's the, <laughs> the home vagina and i'm very much would be enjoy the home vagina and forget about the work vaginas <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's because how like weird would that be? Is that like doctor's partner? Because you'd just be like, he's at work right now. Well, well that's the other thing, isn't it? Like, you know, <laughs> your girlfriend is going, he's going off to see another woman's vagina. But like, the context is important. Like, he's not just like on the subway in Japan looking up skirts. He's at work doing a job. There should be like it, a disconnect, you know, like Ross like Volvo. Like there should be, there <laughs> should, should be a disconnect between them because he's seen it in a perfectly acceptable context. But it, maybe it's the same way as like you know Joey's heat. If there's if there's heat in the play, it's fine. They're, they're not cheating, but there's no heat. I don't know. I think he, I think the doctor's a bit strange. A little bit, right? I I can't, I, I get where he's coming from. It's funny, like when he says, "If I see one more, like it yeah. makes me laugh." Like, like I, I, I get where he's coming from. Either doesn't enjoy work, if he doesn't enjoy his personal life enough, or he enjoys work too much. That's what I've decided. Yeah, if he's far too into looking at far too into looking at random vaginas, <laughs> which is weird and creepy, <laughs> or he's just not very fun at home. Yeah, I, f- I feel like he needs to change what he does, doesn't he? Yeah. If he, if he's you know if he's dating women, he it, it can't almost be clinical. Yeah, plus, I mean, it's a disgusting phrase, but you don't look at the fire when you're poking it. So, (laughs) you know, like, just just find other ways of of entertaining your lady friend without, you know, necessarily having to do that. Exactly. Uh, Well, Joey's... Close your eyes. (laughs) Close your eyes and think of England. Just just do your duty as a partner. A doctor can't date. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's probably thinking about it, overthinking it too much, isn't he? And we've all uh, been there, but... Uh, well, yeah, the, the, you know, the, probably the same way. Remember Phoebe's boyfriend, uh, who was the food restaurant inspector? Yes. Uh, you know, same way, like, 
if you're a, like, let's say like you're a chef or whatever, like when you come across like food or restaurants and that, you're immediately going to use your analytical mind, aren't you? Okay, now you gave me a different comparison. It kind of makes more sense. Like so, the, the health inspector not being able to switch off makes sense. So like for, for me, like I used to, to test video games. And then the last thing I want to do is play video games because you're too busy seeing behind the curtain. Fair. So maybe it's, it's a bit like that, isn't it? Where you're just kind of always slightly switched on. I mean, my mind, it depends on the curtain, but, <laughs> <laughs> but fair, like, I, kind of see I, I, I get it more. Okay, I broke, I broke him. That, that's yeah. enough. <laughs> so I need to do. Uh, well, Joey's heading back uh, to the uh, Celtics room. The, the woman was pregnant uh, with some balloons, which is absolutely lovely of him to do. Like, he's realised that she's there by herself, which you know must be like stupidly scary, right? Yeah, again, it's more evidence that Joey is the best of the group pile. Because I guess most people think, oh, you know, pregnancy is a everyday occurrence. It comes naturally to humans. It's like, it's probably a hugely scary thing to do by yourself. Yeah, like, she's clearly a ballsy woman. Like, you know, she's she's a strong woman. But yeah. even so, it must be a terrifying, daunting experience. Yes. Not just the physical aspect of it, the fact that she's about to have a baby that she's, in theory, going to raise at this point by herself. Well, yeah, because we've mentioned this before in, in previous episodes, but, like, having a baby is... Just, just totally out of there. You, you can't prepare yourself for it. Like when you, when you buy a cat or a, a dog, you're like, oh, you know, I've got to look after this thing. But I've been around cats and dogs and whatever, and they can pretty much look after themselves. Yeah. But now I have to have this thing, this baby, and all of a sudden everything's immediately changed, and I have no, had no practice into this because there's no way to practice your way into having a baby. Yeah, like whenever I get a pet, I'm not scared I'm going to break it somehow. No. Whereas the idea of like, here's a newborn baby. I'm like, ah, like I've gotten better as, and it's not even my kid. Like I've gotten better over the years when like a friend passes me a baby. I'm not immediately like hot potato. What yeah. am I going to do? <laughs> but, but at the same time, yeah, it, it must be daunting. Like I'm now entirely responsible for this other human. So it's, it's very sweet that he's gone and bought some balloons. I wonder if he asked Chandler for some money for those. Because they're probably not cheap, especially at the hospital. No, true. And he discovers that the baby's father's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like, oh. This is when my heart breaks. And I'm just like, no, she could have been the one, Joey. Well, it's nice in some way, like, you know, she, the father is there. That's nice, rather than her just being single mum. You know, maybe he was just late from work. Let, let's hope that was, like, the case, right? Well, I hope that the baby is named Joey, number one. We don't yep. find out what the baby gets called, but it should be named Joey. And I don't know, I'm kind of sad. Like, I quite like the idea that she'll, like, live the rest of her days with, like, that nice man at the hospital, Joey. And every time she sees a Nick's jersey, she'll be like, oh, Joey was nice. It's quite a cool story. Yeah. But at the same time, why isn't Uncle Joey a part of his kid's life? I, I feel like... I think you're too invested in this relationship. I, I, I don't see it at all. Like, I think who, whoever she's with there, they seem perfectly fine together. Even if not as, like, a romantic thing, they could have just been friends. You know, when you're a kid and your mum makes you call all her friends, aunt, your uncle, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, what? It could have been Uncle Joey. That's still weird. She, just, she doesn't know him. Imagine, imagine the father going. So who's this guy? Oh, I just met him. No, but like you know, when you weren't around, well, he was. So yeah. we're we're pals now, and we're gonna go watch basketball. Like, well, it wouldn't have to be a close friendship. Just you know, every now and then they go to they go to the Knicks Celtics game every year, and then eventually the kid grows up, and then there's pictures of the kid getting taller as Joey gets grey. Yeah, but she doesn't like the Knicks, does she? So, no, but that's part of the friendship. <laughs> Because she says after this that the you know oh, the the guy says oh the Knicks suck and she yeah. goes no they're not too bad I'm like that's the start of a wonderful friendship <laughs> okay that's that's fair why doesn't it exist Mark where's my friends director's cut where's my season what would it be 
if you're going to include Joey. How many seasons was it? Season there, seasons? There's two seasons in Joey. Well, that's my season 13 of Joey's life in a comic <laughs> book form where Joey is friends with Celtic's lady. Okay, so you've, uh, we actually need to have a look out there. I've, I've never looked before if there's like friends, fan fiction or comics. I assume there, there's got to be. I mean, some shows do. Like, there's a ton of Buffy comics. Yes. Um, well, they, they carry on the series in comic form because they couldn't do the TV shows. They did. Um, but there's also a bunch of Buffy novels that are like set around the seasons or in within the seasons. Or yeah. A lot of them don't really explain where they are. It's just like, it's Buffy. It's an episode. things happen. And yeah. some were just expanded episodes. So there's a whole novel about the Harvest episode of Buffy. And I'm like, it's turned into a novel. Like it's pretty self No, so I, there's got to be some friends like fan fiction and comics out there. We should have a look. Maybe that could be one of our future episodes where we, we, we do something different. I should write an episode of Friends. Or Joey, technically. This is Joey, Celtic's Lady, and the kid. Okay. I, I, I think you've got a story there. You, you want to be a writer. Yep. You should write <laughs> season 13 of Joey's Life. Just just one episode <laughs> of one shot. Because Joey would... Matt LeBlanc would be Joey again. He loves being... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, from, as we mentioned in the reunion episode, he's clearly the one person that still adores every aspect of the show. Yeah. And it was clearly more than just a job to him. Yeah. And all the cast say it was, and I believe them. But when Joey said, well, Matt LeBlanc says that you feel it. Yeah. Whereas when the rest of the cast say it, you just hear it. Yeah. I agree there. Well, uh, we're going to find out uh, why it's always Lesbian Lovers Day. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! This is all your fault! This is supposed to be like the greatest day of my life! You know, my son is being born and I should be in there! You know, instead I'm stuck in a closet with you! The woman I love is having a baby today. I've been waiting for this just as much as you have. No, no, no. Believe me, no one has been waiting for this as much as I have, okay? And you know what the funny thing is? When this day is over, you get to go home with the baby, okay? Where does that leave me? You get to be the baby's father! Oh. Everyone knows who you are! And who am I? There's, there's Father's Day, there's Mother's Day, there's no lesbian lover day! Every day is lesbian lover day! <laughs> you know what? I think this has to be uh, my joke of the episode. Yeah. My joke. It's my joke. I mean, mine too. It's, it's my joke. My joke. So, again, I'm talking about see behind curtains. So, when we record the podcast, we record the clips live, don't we? And we play them out as we're recording them. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We don't record the clips no, live. No, but they're played out. They're, record, as in they're, they're pre recorded. So, we go through them. We pre record what well, we think should go in. When we play them, our mics are live. Yes. It's so difficult not to laugh at the clips sometimes. <laughs> and it's never been that difficult before. <laughs> just everything about that line is just. <laughs> It's amazing. It's the delivery just it's every day is let it start. <laughs> every day is lesbian lover's day. <laughs> like he got to it and I was literally like I had my lips like purse like, don't laugh, don't laugh. But <laughs> it yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, because because our mics are still open when we play this through. We don't edit this in afterwards. No. Which is why you, you probably have heard us talk through them. Oh, okay, got a couple of times, yeah. Yeah, or it goes quiet and we're like, the clip's over? Is it over? And it's like, no, it's just them being quiet during that scene. scene. Um but yeah, no, it's it's such a such a great line there's no lesbian lovers day i'm sure there is now yeah but there's definitely got to be a card out there by well, now when we have our little uh, intros of like oh i'm mark and you you'd pick lesbian lover day yeah. i was like really <laughs> i should be saying this lesbian <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but no, it's, it's fantastic and this this whole scene is adorable and cute yes because you know susan's right like she's never going to be the mum and who knows, if, if Susan and Carol break up, then, you know, Ben's not in her life. Yeah, like, why would she... I mean, obviously, she'll probably still see Ben, depending on how old they were when they broke up. But if it's before Ben's, what, six, Ben's not really going to have any memory of Carol. Even then, I... Or, I not Carol, Susan. I feel like like I've had like single friends I've had where they've you know, 
met partners afterwards. For them, it's always difficult to, one, introduce the child, and two, if they break up, but then I think if they do break up, very quickly that other person just disappears out of their lives. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to have been around for a good portion of that kid's life. Where, they, where they just like see you as family rather than that that's mummy's boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. I guess it yeah, I guess I mean I suppose it affected by a lot of factors. How old's the child when you and the the parent meet? Um, how long are you around for? Like if they're if they're basically grown up when you and their parents meet, no they're not gonna care. No. But if they if they're young enough to, you know, have you in their life long enough to be like, oh, okay, that's basically my dad or mum because they've been around for, you know, fifteen years of my consciousness, you'd be like, fair enough, maybe you'd stick around a little bit. Yeah. And and you know, Ross wants to be the father and he wants to be there for all of it. But he knows he's not going to be, just because he's not going to be around mum 24-7. Yeah, that, it is tough that he's not going to live with his kid. It's quite, I imagine it's a difficult thing to, to consider. Yeah. And then, obviously, there's the, the inherent jealousy that Susan will get to do that. Susan will be there every day, and every big event that happens in, that, in Ben's life, Carol and Susan will know first. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's a weird situation to be in. But then, again, you empathise with Susan, because who is she? She, she is just... Carol's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, well, the gang are all around Carol's bedside and she's in pain wondering where Ross and Susan are. Uh, clearly doesn't care about Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one does. Phoebe just, is just around. Uh, you know, Joey reassures her with some uh, labour jargon and uh, Chana finds that kind of super odd. <laughs> it's like, you're so scary. Like, yeah. it's, just, well, but it's like everyone else is like, this is our first labour. And Joey's like, ah, oh, I did one this afternoon. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very cool. Joey, Joey's a bit like a sponge. Like he can like suck in information, but he doesn't understand what it is most of the time. Yeah, I feel like he'll understand that for the rest of the day, and then tomorrow it's all yeah, left yeah. his head. Yeah. Uh, and then Carol grabs Chandler's chest, and then uh, he asks if anyone's seen a nipple. Uh, and then you're giggling, thinking he's, he's got, got a spare. Yeah, which we don't know at this point, but <laughs> it's just like he's like, "Someone's in a nipple," and I'm like, "Which one did she get, Chandler? You've got three. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was just a nubbing. Could have been. It was just, yeah, just memory chuckle. Because I like, did the writers know? Because we always talk often about, did they have like giant character dossiers and a production team or like facts? And was Chandler's nubbing an established character trait at this point? Or did we just invent it later on? I, I think it gets invented later on. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we then find out what the name is going to be. No shouting, but we, we still need a name for this little guy. How about Ben? <laughs> I like Ben. 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 <laughs> Ben's good. Yeah. How come you never mentioned Ben before? We uh we just cooked it up. <laughs> That's what we were off doing. Hi. Hey. Can we come in? Yeah, come in. Come in. Oh. I know, I know. Everybody, there's someone I'd like you to meet. Yeah, this is Ben. Oh, hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. Ben, this is everybody. Hey, Ben. Susan, he looks just like you. Now, we somehow managed to skip over how they came up with the name Ben. Yes, it's when they're stuck in the closet and Phoebe tries to climb through an air vent to rescue them. She puts on a janitor's overall. And the name on the overall is Ben. And I'd, I'd actually completely forgotten that that was the origin of Ben's name. 
Um, and Tuffy we put it on it meant I'm Ben. I was like, because ah. <laughs> it's just it's not a particularly important plot point, I suppose. But well, they they get let out because the janitor opens the closet, and obviously uh, Susan and Ross run out yep. and leave Phoebe hanging in the air vent. Yep. And the janitor's all like, "Hey, you forgot your legs," which, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is just, weird. <laughs> okay, he's like, just accepts that legs hang out of the suit in a cage. Okay, I was gonna say. So when when you're creating like your character and your your RPGs, yeah, do you do you find that difficult? No. Depends. It- if it's a Star Wars game, I just use my name backwards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just spell Ryan backwards. I'm like, there you go. That could be your name. Um, if it's a... Nanya. Yeah. Just, <laughs> okay. Then you go. Have that. Um, no, not really. Because I, I just go with whatever generic character name they, they give you. Whereas I know other people, they come out with all sorts of wonderful names. But it's... It's the same with, like, naming, like, a, a dog or cat or whatever. Like, it's tough. Like, you're going to... Give them a name that's there forever. And okay, a dog or cat is kind of probably even easier because you can go, oh, I'm going to call it Sprinkles because it's funny. Fair. Like, it doesn't matter. But when it's a person, like, coming out of a name is, is difficult. Well, especially that they haven't got any traits at this point. They're no. just, like, a blob. Yeah. Whereas, like, my, one of my RPG characters is a halfling who comes from a family that make beer and is called Elbus Carscraft. Right. Because <laughs> like, that's the best name ever. And that's what he's called. But I can't do that with a child. I can't look at a child and go, right, you're going to be a halfling rat catcher. So I'll call you this. Like, it's, no. you know. The- so, 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 what are you going to name your children with uh, one of our fans that, that marries you? I've got a daughter's name picked out that yeah. I'm not going to disclose. Oh, why not? Because it won't happen then. Oh. Like fate. Uh, but it is named after a comic book character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be Batwoman? <laughs> Just wonder child. Yeah. Uh, boys now I have no idea. Yeah. I imagine my kid will get most of the time just called Dude. Yeah. Just be like, Dude, what are you doing? Like, I, I understand why some, like, dad's name there, Child Junior, because it's like, I like my name. <laughs> it's the standard name. Just yeah. I find that weird. It, it, it is tough, like, coming out of a name for, for anything, I think. I guess. J.K. Rowling's always good at coming up with names. Well, I guess if you're writing for a character, it's different, right? Yeah, but, 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 but try, like, try to come up with the name of your company. Like, it's, it's really difficult to think of something where you're like, I'm going to be really happy with this, and I'm going to be happy with it forever. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, everyone else is going to love it too. True. I mean, branding is, you know, a big part of it, I think, I suppose. And, you know... I, a lot of it, when I like try to think of like children's names, is is Homer Simpson doing it, where he's like, you know, what do, what does it rhyme with? Like Bart, Dart, Kiart, <laughs> like, like you know, and you have to, you know, because you know, Marge says like, you know, uh, what about Nelson? And it's like, oh, Smelson, Nelson, can't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking of the banter the poor kids get. Yeah, get. I don't know. Maybe I'll just open the dictionary and point. Point. Yeah, uh, this is where you end up with some stupid name. Yeah. <laughs> You're called Perseverance. <laughs> off you go. Because there are there are some names where people have clearly named it after like a, a Japanese character, like RPG character, yep. or a famous like character in TV. Oh, it's when Game of Thrones was like the height of its popularity, mm. and like one year Khaleesi was the most popular like girl's name that year. Right. And other than that being eye rollingly cringeworthy, Khaleesi wasn't even her name. Right, but like, can you imagine the amount of like Khaleesi's running around your six? Yeah, it's just like that's embarrassing. Yeah, it, it it can be when it's really obvious. I think when it's like just a oh, that's a nice name. Where did that come from? That's fine. But when you're like, did you call her uh, Tifa because you like Final Fantasy Seven and your son Cloud? 
That'd be weird. <laughs> but people do that because they're like, I'm a big fan of this franchise. I'll use these names. If you were going to name a child after a character, who would it be? Because if I wouldn't call my daughter Tifa, because then if she grows up and can't throw a punch, I'm going to be annoyed. <laughs> I was going to say, Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, you're, you're taking boxing lessons, why? Because you're called Tifa. <laughs> yeah. You need to learn to do a dolphin kick before yeah. you're 12. <laughs> yeah, it's it would have to be generic enough where people don't realise it's from that franchise. And then it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Well, but I don't know what you'd want to be like. The Hulk. <laughs> I like this thing, and I will demonstrate my passion for this thing by naming my child after it. I find really odd. Yeah, because you are cementing like the bullying for like your child in some ways. Well, I just, I just don't understand what you don't know your child yet. No. So you could you could give your child you know a name from fiction or from history or whatever, and then they could be nothing like that representation of that person, and you're like, well, it's kind of a pointless name. Now. <laughs> yeah, you've disappointed me. You've not lived up to your name. It's like, what do you mean, Usain? Why are you not the fastest <laughs> runner in the world? <laughs> it's just like, I just don't get it. Well, just don't call them Hitler, and I think you're fine, right? Probably, yeah. I'll probably, probably skip calling them Hitler. <laughs> but any dictator, skip that, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, Rachel remarks that uh, she can't believe one of us has one of these. Well, I can't believe Ross managed to get convince a woman to have a child with him, but he managed to somehow. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then Chandler agrees, saying that he's still one of these. Yep, I think um, no, I think we're both there with him, you know. Yep, I definitely... I don't have any kids, but I feel like I'd have to grow up very quickly if I did have one. Which I don't understand, because I'm not immature. But in my head, I'm still 19. Now, as we said before, you can be the fun, fun father. Yep. I was, you, you can be the drunk redneck on the lawn, but, you know, the best dad ever. When me and my ex would discuss having kids... I used to annoy her by basically saying, like, you have to be, like, the strict, disciplined parent. And she was like, why? And I'm like, because I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a comic book. <laughs> I was just like, what, like, what, what are they going to do for? We were discussing, like, what are they going to do to rebel? And like, I don't know, like, become a Rangers fan or... I was going to say that they would probably do something like part in her face and you would find it funny yeah. <laughs> instead of telling them off. <laughs> there's, there's a big age gap between... Me and two of my siblings. Um, like, well, I'm 35 and they're 16 and 17. So growing up, they do stuff that was naughty but funny. And I'm supposed to be, you know, the big brother setting a good example. And I'd be like, <laughs> just start laughing immediately. Which all that would do is reinforce them doing it because, yeah. like, oh, look, it got a positive reaction. And I'd get told off. But it, it was funny. It's the same way when young kids swear. Like, your initial reaction is to laugh. Mm-hmm. But you can't. It's like that clip um, of the little Australian kid who looks at his window and there's a goat. And he's like, oh, it's a effing goat. And his mum's like, no, no, it's a goat. And he goes, no, it's a effing goat. And he just keeps saying it. It's so funny, but it shouldn't be. Uh, the gang then return and Monica gets to meet her nephew. Ben, I want you to know that there may be some times when I'm, I may not be around um, like this. But I'll still always come back like this. <laughs> and sometimes I may be away longer like this. <laughs> but I'll still always come back like this. <laughs> and sometimes I'll want you to steal third and I'll go like this. I hate this scene. Why do you hate it? Because 
children or babies haven't developed object permanence at this point. So, oh no, they have no idea what's going on at this point. This must be like the craziest thing ever for a child. Well, I remember when I learned what object permanent was and was like, hang on, permanence was. Like, hang on. So when a baby can't see something, it basically forgets it exists. So when parents get all excited because they're like playing peekaboo with their kid and the kid's smiling, it's not because they're happy <laughs> to see them. They just they just didn't realise you exist again. They're like, oh, it exists. And it goes, like, it exists. Like, they're excited that something exists. So they yeah. don't care that it's you. Um, and Ross should know that. He's a doctor of sorts. And it just annoys me that he's all like, oh, like why? He doesn't, doesn't know you're there. No, but it's a, it's a touching, heartwarming moment, I think. Like, he's, he's, he's talking to his like, brand new son. Uh, it's a bit weird everyone else is there also looking over. It is. Well, it's just going to make me sound like a really cold father, where I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't know I exist, <laughs> yeah. so there's no point. <laughs> Why are you giving it the good food? It doesn't know what it is yet. <laughs> well, it just, I don't know, I, I, plus I find the whole, the whole thing weird and a bit creepy because the whole gang are there. And I know it's meant to be cute and adorable, but... It, well, it's it's weird they're there anyway, and I said this the the previous episode, I'm sure. Why are they there? Like like Carol's friends aren't all there. True. It's it's Ross and you know people that Carol doesn't really kind of know that well, I guess. No, like you kind of got the sense that Carol and and Phoebe were close. Yeah, but the rest of the gang, especially Rachel. Like, but, but you know, if 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 you was in hospital with your bum out. Because you, you know, had to get something out of there. Would you really want all your friends around watching you and interacting? You'd be like, no, go away. I probably wouldn't care. Like, if, you, <laughs> if you've got nothing else to do and want to sit in the hospital all day, feel free. I'll be like, whatever. Oh, no one wants to see that. I mean, I would, if you want to watch the procedure, I'd have worries. I'd be like, what, what do you want to watch this, Mark? Like, yeah. But if you just want to chill in the room, like, yeah, whatever. No, they, they, they shouldn't have been there. And by now, they should have gone home and left Ross, Carol and Susan to be alone together. Yeah, because I was like, are they at the hospital? Is he taking the baby home? Are they at Carol's? Like, well, where are they? American hospitals are weird because after you have the baby, they take the baby off you and put it in a room with other babies so people can look at them through the glass window like a sideshow. Yeah, why? It's so weird. No, it's, it's really, really odd. Uh, in the UK, if you have a child, as long as there's no complications, child stays with mum the whole time. And depending on when you give birth, if you give, if you give birth before a certain period of time, uh, like so, before like four o'clock, you can go home the same day. Yeah. If it's like after four o'clock and the doctors have gone home, because you know doctors work nine to five, which is so weird to me in a hospital. Mm. Why people have like set shifts that kind of like, oh, after five o'clock, most of the important people who know things go home. If yeah, you're so. ill, try and be ill when they come back. <laughs> yeah, but no, you need to <laughs> you've got to wait till nine so that they can see you. But if, if if you do have like the child later on, then you will stay overnight in the hospital in a big ward with other women with their ch- children all screaming because they're hungry as well and screaming because the other children are screaming. So everyone's screaming. <laughs> um, but it's, it's better. But like, yeah, so this is weird that that, that happens. But I guess this is at that stage where they're either getting really ready to take Ben away. I suppose in one sense it does make a lot of sense where, you know, the mum's just gone for this exor- exhausting, you know, labour. And then like, right, you put the baby in a baby ward and then the mum can actually get some rest. You would think that, right? But, you know, you, you've been there at new console launch day. When you get it home, the last thing you're thinking of is sleeping, right? No. Nope. You're, you're filled with energy. Plug it in. Yeah. I mean, I've got to download it. Like, like, yeah, you might be exhausted, but you're excited. You've got this new child. You're not going to want to sleep. 
I like that, like, your context for excited about a baby was. Let's compare it to I, a console. I was, I was putting it in the context a man would understand, especially a geeky man. <laughs> but, you know, like, it, it's probably better if you are together because you're going to feel more relaxed and understanding. The baby should be more relaxed. Yeah, it's good for, like, skin-to-skin contact, yeah. good for baby bonding and stuff. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it is weird that they're all there. I don't mind Ross being like this. He's... It's a bit over the top, you know, because he feels like he's losing his child already. Yeah. I mean, if we do fast forward to, the, you know, four years' time when I've got a child, I probably guarantee that I'll be doing all sorts of stupid, adorable nonsense stuff. That, <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll look back in this episode and I'll be like, yeah, I was I was an idiot. Look how adorable my child is. <laughs> yeah. But right now, I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're going to be going, look, look, he burped. It, it, it blinked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at this amazing thing it can do. Like, it rolled over <laughs> yeah. and woke up like, yeah. No, yeah, you'll be absolutely amazed by it all, right? So I, th- I think that's fair. Um, I did like Chandler's little joke there at the end. The stealing first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even if it makes no sense to me. <laughs> it's like sports joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, baseball's not an interesting sport. So. It's not. not. Although we did random take, we went into a batting cage the other week, didn't we? We did. That was fun. Well, I, I enjoyed the batting cage part. I didn't enjoy the table golf part. I mean, I don't know what this has to do with the episode besides... Baseball? Stealing Bird is a baseball reference. And that reminds me it went to a batting cage. Well, let's, let's finish this episode up. And you've said that this is Chandler's funniest episode? It's definitely his funniest episode of season one. Um, for See, sure. I, don't, I don't really f- remember Chandler in a lot of this. I just think all his jokes are just... Every time Chandler says something, it's funny. He doesn't really have a throwaway line in this episode. Everything that comes out of Chandler's mouth is funny. For me, this this is Ross and Susan's episode. See, to me, it's Chandler makes some funny jokes and <laughs> it's Joey and Celtics Lady. I'm just like, Ben, Cameron and Ross are kind of like, they're just there to me. So the, the Joey stuff is very sweet and nice, but I could do without it. Like, <gasps> if, it if it didn't exist, no. it, would, it wouldn't bother me. Uh, I really like all this, the stuff with, with Ross and Susan. The Ross and Susan stuff's nice because it... It kind of, it, to me, it feels like it puts to bed any genuine animosity they've got towards each yeah. other. And at this point, they kind of become co-parents and any kind of jokes or banter from here on out are more lighthearted. Yeah. Because um, even when, like, the, the classic, oh, there's a test or they don't let you do it when there's lots of lesbian books, it's it's funny and clearly a joke, but at the same time, there's still a lot of tension there. Yes. And I feel like this was the first time they were like, oh, you know what, we should probably... They've, they've got something to both work towards now. Which is nice. But to, to go one step further, you've then gone, uh, you think it's certainly the best Chandler episode in season one. Yep. And then contender for the funniest episode of all time. No, not of not the episode of all time, but Chandler's funniest episode of all time. Okay. So not in context of the, I don't know what my favorite episode of the show is, but it's not this one. But it could be Chandler's, you just sum up Chandler's part of this episode, it could be the funniest Chandler ever is. See, I do wonder if we should do an episode like that of just ranking the episodes not not all of them together but maybe like at the end of season one which we're we're basically at now going right let's let's rank these in best to worst i don't know if that's really boring or if that's something people would want to hear uh i think we could make it entertaining okay because you know you know it's like a clip show isn't it like when tv shows (laughs) get lazy (laughs) just like It's the end of the season, so we'll just we'll just play clips from 
from the previous episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just where we've got to now. That lazy. Oh, let's, let's have a clip show, guys. <laughs> You've just finished season one of Watching Friends. Do you remember four weeks ago when Mark said this? <laughs> Oh, I think it'll be filled with Ryan clips, right? Oh, Ryan's funniest moments in season one. <laughs> Ryan's most inappropriate moments in season How one. How many times did Ryan overshare? <laughs> Top ten times that Ryan has told us things that we didn't need to know. To be fair, I was I was doing the notes for looking at the notes for the next episode and some of my additions into it. And there's, there's one part next episode where I'm like, right, there's an overshare here, and I was thinking what I was thinking when I wrote it down, and I was like. Mark's not going to want me to say this, and it's certainly not PG, but we won't find out until we get to the episode. And <laughs> well, well, we can always cut it out, or uh, we can make it a Patreon special. Yeah, we need like a like a button that was like clip that's just just like interrupts the show, and it's like Ryan is oversharing <laughs> to protect his identity. We cut this out of the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I feel like we almost need a. Uh, please don't cancel Ryan <laughs> segment. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I mean, I can't say what it is, but it, it may come up next episode. Okay. It may not. Oh, exciting! That, that's a that's a great way to end this episode. I think. Yep. Keep keep them coming back for more. <laughs> <laughs> what horrible parts of my personal <laughs> life do you want to know? Tune in next week. But hopefully, Mark will be all all mended by Ho- next week. Hopefully, yeah. Right, so uh, I guess it's time to do the socials. So uh, I, I'm going to say goodbye to everyone now because I'm I'm sure like most podcasts, as soon as you hear it's time for the socials, that's when you're you're skipping forward or whatever. Yeah, we don't need to do it. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. It's, like, it's time for the show. That's where everyone stops. <laughs> I mean, some of our best content is at the end. <laughs> I feel like like we have our rambles at the start and the end, and then it wouldn't surprise you if people fast forward through like yeah. the first four, the middle forty minutes, just be like what are these idiots going to say next? Um, I don't know. I feel like you you stick for the first one, but the ending you're like it's fifty fifty. It's either going to be gold, or it's just going to be boring social stuff. So um, let's see let's see how it goes. I I suggest you don't fast forward because it might be amazing. Or what well, I feel like we have our little let's get our ramble out at the start of the episode thing. Yeah. And then we're very on point for like an hour. And then <laughs> Why? because we <laughs> you're very on point for an hour. Keep me reined in. And then because we just talk nonsense all the time we're in our personal life anyway, I feel like it's like the dynamic of our friendship is just like right, nonsense again. <laughs> yeah, we've been too we've been too constrained for an hour talking about actual things that people tune in to listen for. Yeah. And then we'll just talk about random nonsense yeah. instead. Well, where can they find us, Ryan? They can find us on Twitter at Watch Friends Pod, on our website, watchingfriends.com. No, it's not, it's not co, isn't it? It's I don't know. It's I, I never remember these. I don't know why I'm in charge of the socials, because I don't remember what they are. It's watching. It's watchingfriends.com. Watch.co. It's fuzzballs.co. Fuzzballs is co, isn't it? See, it's nice that I remember your website. Well, yeah, fuzzballs.co. Uh, you can also find me at uk, And, uh, yeah, that's it. Watch Fred's pod. You'll find us. Yep. Hopefully that was worth <laughs> sticking through. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that was terrible or great. Uh, that'll let us know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can write to us at all those places, so please do. Um, we did actually have a letter from one fan. We did. Um, which I think we will save for next episode. We'll read it out of the start, because otherwise no one's going to hear it. 
that's Mark's way of saying we don't currently have it on, so we can't. No, it's, it's, that, it's actually more. I know more people listen at the start of the episode than at the end, and if we put a letter in at the start, maybe more people will write into us. Fair. If I put it at the end, fewer people will hear it. That's fair. I like that. But no, it was it was very nice. But you can hear all about it. Yeah. So, so there's two things you got. Ryan's <laughs> offensive cancel culture. It's not offensive. Story. It's just adult. <laughs> and you've got a lovely story from a fan. So yeah. uh, two reasons to tune in next week uh, when we're back. So thank you very much to listening to us. And we see you next week. <laughs>